0: Another edition of Behind You podcast. We're in studio. That means it's uh, we got a big timer with us. Jeremy Shockey is here. Welcome. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks no, I appreciate me. you coming in. Um, so let's just get into it. How did Larry Coker find you?
1: uh. uh well, I believe uh, you know Ivan had a back surgery, and uh, they were scrambling for a tight end. And um, I think he was—he's from Oklahoma originally, where I'm from. And uh, I guess uh, he heard about when I was playing in junior college, and he stopped by for a practice. I know Bubba Franks just left, declared for the draft, and I think Ivan got surgery. So, and Robert Williams, I think, had surgery. So there was really no tight end on the roster. And um, he found me in Oklahoma at a practice, and he offered me a scholarship on the spot. On the spot. On the spot. And when did you commit? Pretty much on the spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much on.
1: I was very blessed. He was from Oklahoma, and Coach uh, you know, Davis was from Oklahoma. So it was a good connection. It's funny how the world works, right? Absolutely. If Miami doesn't come into the picture, like, what would have been
0: next for you? Oklahoma, I'm sure.
1: Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. you. Absolutely. And you ended up at JUCO how? I wasn't the biggest or fastest kid. Um, a couple well, schools pretty are pretty big. I don't like... Yeah. I, you know, I was just going through a growth spurt. but I, I pretty much told every other school I was, you know, I wanted to go to Oklahoma, and when Oklahoma didn't happen, I kind of burned the bridges. So if anybody's listening out there, <laughs> don't burn <laughs> the bridges. It worked out for me, though. Absolutely. Oh, burn
0: bridges with everyone you said no to. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're, so you said you weren't the biggest, but your goal was to play D1 football? Like yeah. that's what you wanted? Absolutely, yeah. Yes, sir. I got gotcha. you. So you committed sight unseen.
1: Did you know anything about the University of Miami? I knew the two head coaches from Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I knew the location. Um, I did some research on it, and it was, you know, yeah, unseen. I remember getting in the truck. It was kind of like an episode of uh, Barely Hillbillies. We left Oklahoma in a truck and we all drove down to uh, University of Miami for the first time. Well, it's funny. You, uh, I wanted to ask
0: you about that because there's a little more to that story, right? Not, you didn't just drive down. You packed as if there was
1: nothing going to be here for you. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. My family packed a lot of food and snacks and everything. And, I thought uh, you brought a mattress, too. Brought a mattress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you were like, it was like literally like you were moving. I thought I was going to go to a house off campus and I ended up having to stay in the dorm room for a year. <laughs> not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing at all. So you, you, the family come, that's a what, a two
0: day or as a two or three day or. Yeah, two, yeah, absolutely. I remember getting to Florida. I'm like, oh, we're almost there. Like, then, no, you're
1: just, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. So what's a? It like? it's Ada, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yes, sir. What's it like growing up there? Uh, big football town. You've seen the movies like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. It was, it was like that. Same thing. Town shuts down for football. Uh, Ada Cougars. Um, yeah it shuts down um just an oil old oil town that's uh, about 20,000 people um, now you go back it's like Las Vegas they have casinos and they have No oh, really? Everyone's get,
0: got now, right everyone's got casinos. Everyone has
1: it so uh yeah it was a very conservative town uh was, you know blue collar opposite of kind of like the Miami scene.
0: Right, what was your, did you have like a welcome to, not, not the team moment, like a welcome to the city, like
1: this, were you in like culture shock? Yeah, I remember going to the Grove for the first time and oh, kind of seeing the first homeless person in my life and everything and seeing, you know, going to the tavern and, and seeing. That was still the spot, so. right? Yes. Casey yeah. Jones has been on this podcast, a lot of guys have been <laughs> that, that have lived in the tavern. Yep. Taverns, tavern, sandbar, absolutely. Those are the spots.
0: Those are your spots. <laughs> yeah. Off-season, of course, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, really, like, you know, University of Miami, All-American, first-round draft pick, national challenge, never really what you dreamed of. Like, never, I assume you never thought that was where
1: it was going to end. How do you think it was going to go for you as you were growing up? I thought, you know, if I could squeeze as much out of football to get a scholarship, that's a great goal, you know? I never was a guy that had goals playing in the league or anything. I was kind of an unrealistic goal growing up. Always looked at the people on TV and wanted to be in their position in the NFL. But, you know, I knew I had to be better in high school, and that translates to college. And so it's a big process to make it to the league. I was, you know, one injury away from not making it, you know, basically. It's, that's how you got to look at it. So when you say you went through growth sports, because, like, what do you, I mean, what are you, a sick, I imagine you're 6'5". Six six th- but I was, you know, I, was, I went from six probably 5'10 to 6'2 in, in a matter of months, and I was so sore from my knees and my ankles, I could... Just you know, grow like, the, the literal gross words. Yes, so it was just, it was painful. It was, it was, it was awful, but, uh, you know, I think I grew another inch after high school, and, um, yeah, my brother was an early bloomer. I was a late bloomer, so I just had constant growing pains, and, you know, I just, it was from a town that... Uh, I, I did lead the state in receiving that year at a thousand yards. I think I, I didn't want to go to small schools like a Missouri or or a Kansas. There are great schools. I just I just you wanted to go to kind of Oklahoma or, or something different. Just it, it never panned out. Who was the coach at Oklahoma then? Uh, it was uh, Bob Stoops just came in. At, at that time. Oh right,
0: because in two thousand. Yep. Right with two thousand. That should have been that should have been yes. us <laughs> against Oklahoma, not Florida State. That was I think Stoops went Yeah, they won. They. Uh, yeah. He took over, and I think they had a couple scholarships. He decided to keep them, roll them
1: over the next year. And, and when you were, you were recruited as a I mean, I know you played tight end, but if you said you played receiver, did you know you're making the move? I didn't. That was the first time I went from receiver to the tight end in JUCO and never, you know, so kind of it, worked out. It worked out. You were on the front end of this whole transformation. Absolutely. That was that was that's what's cool about that is being kind of a trailblazer and, and being known to to start the position that's actually cool now to play and and, get, and they get paid a lot of money. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, you're like, damn! I wish I
0: would like ten. Years. I wish was born ten years later. Absolutely. They say you were Gronk before Gronk. Have you heard that? Do you? Yeah, like, it was what funny. You, because and, how, and how do you feel about that?
1: Feel <laughs> so old, but uh, <laughs> it is cool. I've, I talked to him in the Super Bowl down in New Orleans, and uh, he wrote me a letter when I was with the Giants when he was younger. And oh, really? I never personally saw it. He told me this story, and so it was cool. It's cool to be uh, to be to these young guys that came out and Hall of Fame players. Like, uh, it's amazing. You know, he's he's a really good guy. Um, wishing the best in retirement growing
0: up you were raised by your mom right and you said so she instilled hard work in you how
1: yeah you know she'd work in her jobs um you know my aunt and uncle were real close as a family and everything just and you know on her days off drive us around to baseball practice or you know baseball tournaments on the weekends so really no getting time for herself always you know putting her time with uh with sports and everything in front how, were you a good baseball player? I was okay. I was average. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked the idea of getting hit with the baseball. No,
0: that's not fun at all. But you get hit, well, yeah, but you get hit by linebackers and safeties. Yeah, but just get hit with the baseball in the
1: face or something, something different. I want, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit Miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. The part you
0: said about, you know, the late growth sports, is, and you mentioned something about, and this happens, I think, with a lot of good players, is there's a, like, people doubt you, right? Or you hear things like that fuels you. So did that fuel you as well?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I was just in a stage that, you know, I wasn't fast enough to be a receiver, and at that time, no one wanted to play tight end. Let's just be was honest. was just blocking, right? Yeah, you know, watching the tape of Bubba here before I got here, I was never really a, a fan fan. I was, you know, I'd see Miami play on TV like everyone, but they would always play Oklahoma where I lived, you know, or Texas or somebody. Right. But uh, watching how Coach Chud utilized him and stuff, I mean, to be a complete player, he was a complete tight end blocking, receiving to see that, you know. And, you know, I always thought, you know, Coach Chud always told me he, he had to work for that. He wasn't Bubba wasn't always, you know, so. Coming here, Coach Chud had a lot to do with it as well, you know. Um, Garcia, Pete Garcia had a lot to do with it me coming here. But, but you came in late, right? Yeah, I came in, yep. In yeah. the summer, I think. I came in after the – yeah, I came in – uh, After workouts, after yep, all season After conditions. all this, yes. What did you come
0: in at? A scrawny 6'4"? Yeah, scrawny 6'4", 210, 215. Woof! Yeah. And that, you uh, at that Hall of Fame speech, you said uh, – you said, you know, you're going for weigh-ins or whatnot, shirt off, 210, there comes <laughs> DJ Williams,
1: right? And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, it was it was amazing to see these kids come out of high school like they were with, uh, to this day, I mean, it's it amazes me how the athletes keep getting bigger and faster and stronger. Uh, DJ was a specimen when you saw him with his shirt off. It was scary to see him like that. Were you, was, there, was there any doubt? no there wasn't doubt you know i so remember like call, was, this I remember right, call, was this the right place like did i make the right choice i remember calling my mother and you know and telling her and stuff and she asked me you want me to come pick you up or whatever and i was she said you can you know i'll pick you up you'll be working at a gas station here in a couple of weeks so no i was it was no doubt i was just surprised how everybody was a grown was a grown man red shirt right no no red shirt I, I played uh judico and then you know two years here and you also said when you saw DJ that that was just the freshman, right? Then the rest of the team came in. Yeah, they have you you come in as a freshman, and I'm obviously a year older. I was playing at Juco for a year, but I practiced with the freshman for a week, and I thought everything was, you know, I was feeling good about myself, you know? And then they put you in the fire with Dan Morgan, Chris Campbell, and Ed Reed, Al Blades, and you, that was, it was tough. So who helped <laughs> you out? Uh, I mean, we had a cool class with, uh, with guys like you know TJ Prunty, Cal Cobia, those guys were cool. Jarrett Payton. We always you know we had a we had a close group of people. Uh, some were older, some were, were in our class, but um, I guess all the offense. You know, Dorsey was a big example. We'd always get extra plays before practice. Everyone after. always said
0: that he would like he was like a coach.
1: Yeah, it was very easy to transition you know, from. Any offense to him, um, I got the pleasure of actually getting coached with him. That's how old I am is uh, when I played my last year for the Panthers. He was the he was the coordinator.
0: Oh, was he <laughs> quarterback coach? He was the quarterback, quarterback coach? coach. Yeah. So he was like, hey man, you can't yell. You, like, you, you, there's no yelling at me, dude. <laughs> he was I mean, boy, I, I,
1: I can tell stories about you. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not. His, maybe you didn't have too no, many he's, stories. He's he's a, he's a teacher, man. He, he he did great things with Cam Newton uh, his first year. But and, I already was he like, he's, he was extremely intense and demanding. Very, Is that true? Yeah. He was very OCD when it came to that. But that's, that's all the great ones are, you know, uh, from him to Drew Brees to, to all the ones I played with. They're very meticulous, and that's just how they are, you know. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's rare, yeah. Playing with him, it made everyone comfortable. It was just, you know, you have guys trying to coach, and it comes off to be, you know, arrogant. or he very genuine, and it just comes natural to him, you know. And you said Shud was influential. How? In terms of you getting here or just
0: once you got here? Once I about? got here,
1: you know. Um, just how he coaches his style, of, of, you know, trying to make the complete tight end and everything. Um, he just a, a fabulous coach, great person. Uh, um, you know, I, I, if I if he wasn't here, I don't I don't think I would have had much success. You know, and always pointing to the film. Well, if Bubba did it. Why can't you do it? Well, Bubba was two hundred fifty pounds, and you know, there's no excuse, Jeremy. So he would always. Have, I'd always say something to him and he'd say something back, very simple, you know. But uh, he cared a lot, you know, about making the real the position a true, you know, blocking and, and receiving position. So, of course, you, you make a name for yourself that first year, right? Everyone, I don't know how many times you
0: probably heard mm-hmm. Dorsey. To, we just call it Dorsey to Shockey. Like, we just <laughs> say that and everybody knows what it is. But
1: did I read, were you hurt in that game? Yes, I got hurt. Uh, yep, I got hurt in, earlier in the game. Right, like, and you yep. sat out a bunch. Of, I from sat out I, mostly the part of the game, yeah.
0: So walk walk, gotta you gotta you, gotta, you gotta fill, fill it, give us some good details that no one's heard about, like either last drive, conversation, give us something it's such well, an iconic play, yeah, I mean everybody that, knows that it. that whole
1: season was of you know we get beat by uh you know Washington, and it was a long playing ride home, long look in the mirror, uh you know, Florida State comes up soon after, um I'm hurt, uh sprained my my m c l in the game a little bit, um but end up finishing the game, but I mean I, it was. Oh man, it was it 23 years ago? My mem- a, yeah, my memory is 23 years ago. Yeah, so uh, 2000. I, I just remember October, it being. I, was, I think
0: ho- it's October. It might be the, almost 23 years ago to like right.
1: a couple days. ago. I think ago. it was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just remember how hot and unbearable it was. You know, right, um, dude. There was n- there was no wind in the stadium. Everyone was losing weight. I look over at Dan. Uh, <clears throat> Dan Morgan's in the training room with two IVs, one in each arm, sitting there, full body cramp. I'm hurt. Obviously, I get hurt earlier in the game and. It's just not a good feeling, you know, but, um, you know, catch a couple of short passes, stop the clock. It wasn't like a play, like, designed all uh, That go That That wasn't designed for you? That wasn't 100% mm-hmm. designed for me. I just saw coverage, and um, I made it decisive, and Ken always said, make it decisive and, you know, stick with really? your... Really? That, that's what he would say? Yeah, yes. stick with your decision, you know? It's so... I did, and he made a perfect pass, and the rest is history. You have that, that photo's got to be somewhere in yeah. a house, <laughs> in a office. It's got to be somewhere. Absolutely, two, two
0: hands up in the air. Absolutely. Uh, well, that wasn't the end, though. I mean, it still came down to they had a chance to win it. So that, now I remember joking with Dorsey way back when. Hey, did you go out celebrate? Celebrate? I got. I think he got. He went off to the hospital or something. He was dehydrated. I mean, it was that hot that
1: mm-hmm.
0: day. Did yeah. you do anything? Anything afterwards? You just go home and collapse?
1: No, no I remember going to a frat a, a party here. Uh, <laughs> I do. And I remember the people getting the keg and putting the keg inside the, uh, the garage. And I was hanging out with Kyle Cobia and TJ Prunty and, and a couple other guys drinking beers or whatever. Good I was exhausted. We weren't staying there long. It was a couple beers right. we left. But uh, yeah, it was it was one of the most unbearably hot, humid games that I've ever played in. Um, By the way, you mentioned Washington. So that was like that was that one loss in your career. That was it. That, was, that it. was a good run. It was a great run. It was a great run. It was a long playing ride home. I didn't, it was very unsure, you know, myself playing the position and the team. I didn't, I thought every, if we're going to lose every other game here, this is, you know, and. uh, What changed you think? I think, I don't know. It's that special sauce they say, it just comes up out of nowhere. I don't know. It just, we got on a roll and um, people started being accountable and on and off the field a little bit more. And. I mean, we had all the athletes. We had the coaching. We had some good breaks on our going going towards us. Sometimes at the end of the games, and we had a great defense. I mean, we would get up fourteen zero, and they'd have to play from behind. And they'd be another turnover. So we w- we would only played I think that season two quarters a game after Right, right, the right. by the end, you guys were you guys were crushing Even if Even to play Penn State or someone, you're blowing them out forty to zero at halftime. Like you know, I want to go in and keep getting stats, but. Nah, you're,
0: no. no we get some guys right like, <laughs> I remember towards the end of the year was back to back sellouts I think what was it was a Washington and Syracuse or Syracuse somebody right and you guys I was like
1: hundred a combined score was like one
0: hundred and ten to yeah. seven yeah, something was, ridiculous but uh,
1: i don 't know I think we had we jailed we together as a as, as off the field as we did on the field it was It was a close relationship, and uh, accountability part was definitely you know a factor, but um, it, it just everything went right. It was it was all the plays designed were going right. The players were playing up to the standard. And have you ever seen athletes
0: like that? Santana,
1: Reggie, Andre, the the backfield. No, like not, I never guys, seen that. Anything like that, in Ada? No, we had some good athletes in Ada, but nothing like that. Frank Gore, <laughs> seeing him come in as a freshman. Sean Taylor as a freshman. These guys come in. And you're thinking, man, they're better than the you know the other guy in front of them. And um, to see Frank Gore hurt his knees in high school college pros and still play 18 right yeah it's just it's amazing it's my hat goes off to guys like that He, he deserves it when you think of
0: great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lobovic Law Group. At Lobovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lobovic. Lobovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! Any doubt when you guys took on Nebraska? Was there any doubt heading into that game? No, I don't think so. No, um, we're pretty dialed in. No doubt at all. Greg Olson says it maybe could fare in the NFL. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, there's some there's some really bad teams in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's we we has definitely a talent and everything for sure. Uh, I don't know. It's it's two different animals, you know, but there's a lot of guys from that roster that ended up playing a long years, you know, a lot of hall of famers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hall of famers. So
1: are, are you, are will you sign off on that? The Miami is tight on you. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. There's, I mean, if there's any other kid, I don't know if I was a kid in high school now, this is where I, you know, I'd want to be, you know, your positions, your quarterback, you want to go to this school. If you're a running back, you want to go here, but definitely there's a, a lot of, a long list of them. And uh, I see kids this year playing really well. Yeah. I stress to any kid to come here uh, You know, you got at any disposal. You call Greg Olson, you call myself, you call anybody (laughs) to pick our brains to see how we would do it. But um, yeah, great coaching. Um, I this is definitely tied in you the history. I think for sure. Uh, What's the other school they were talking about? Iowa. I don't know. I don't even. I don't even. I have no consideration. (laughs) (laughs) It It is hard to. You know, to, there's, there's a couple second place ones, though, that are, there's a lot of tight ends that come up. Is I that love, something you guys talk about in the, like, if you cross
0: pass in the league, does that stuff no, come up? No no, no. no, no, not at all. Not at all. Now, you, didn't you play, did you get a year
1: with Greg Olsen in the NFL? I played, we yeah, I played with Greg in Carolina. Absolutely. And how was that? Amazing. I came in from Chicago. I remember, uh, you know, I, I signed there and I got off the plane and I heard the trade news, the Bears traded him. I call, we had the same agent at Drew Rosenhaus and I said, "Drew, should I, should I even?
0: <laughs> I mean, they got Greg. Should I even be
1: coming here? I mean, I could sit out a year. Don't worry about it. Right, I'm about to ready to retire anyway." He said, "No, it's good." And um, didn't you guys you guys like uh, combine for a pretty good season that year? I... Yeah, Coach Chud was the offensive coordinator. Oh, geez. Uh, and Dor- Dorsey was there. Dorsey too. was the quarterback coach. Uh, it was no fun. wonder why you had a good. You don't know why you guys had a good year. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was the only person who could have made me play that year. I think I was. I was. Who's great. that? Coach Chud. He's really? Like, yeah. You were pretty banged up by then? Yeah, it was, it was my 10th year. Going into my 10th year, I was just over it. <laughs> ready, ready, ready to
0: get out. Now, yeah. did you play with Jimmy in New Orleans? I did. He yeah. must have been a rookie, I would they imagine. drafted him, yep. Mm-hmm. Are you, so are you, I mean, it's, I knew Jimmy when he played basketball here. Um, and he, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. We're still trying to work that out. <laughs> uh, Shocky, maybe you can guilt him into it. But Jimmy, he better he, come on
1: this podcast. Thank
0: you. But you look at his numbers, right? They're ridiculous. And I was thinking, I was like, it's crazy. He's going to be in a he's a Hall of Fame NFL tight end for a guy that played one year here. Yep. When you saw him in
1: New Orleans, did you have an idea that it would happen? I didn't, but I remember coming in, and Coach Payton pulled me to the side and said, what do you think about this Jimmy Graham kid? And I said, oh, he's raw. He's you know He's got a year. This is why he was in camp. This, this is why he was at UM, yeah. Oh, I was uh, here, UM why was at UM before he, he drafted. College, before oh, he got, I got drafted. You. So – it was about halfway during the season. I think coach Peyton had eye on him. And then he came up to me before the draft and recalled me, he started asking questions. And so I didn't, I didn't really know coach Peyton asked questions about everybody. So I didn't know, but they ended up drafting him. And when coach Peyton called me, he was ecstatic. He goes, this kid's got so much upside. Uh, The dolphins were trying to draft him. Bill Parcells was trying to get him that year. We got him, take him under your wing, do your stuff. Um, And he came in, uh, I mean, explosive. I I knew. I mean, his size just right, right away, and his speed is is a mismatch. You know, he ended up hurting his ankle and setting out half the year, or getting hurt half the year, or whatever. But uh, man, him and Drew had a connection. It was it was great. It was beautiful to see. Um, it was amazing how they did the offense together. Yeah, he he was. Uh... It's amazing what he's done, in the, and he's still going. Still going. He's still, <laughs> back in New know, Orleans. Back in New Orleans. So, uh, we, yeah, we wish Jimmy well, man. Great guy. Um, tons of upside, though. You know, that probably benefited him not playing college football so much. So his, or, body's probably, his body's probably right? probably fresh, um, you know, but it's
0: – you know, How fr- even, Is that frustrating for an athlete when your body just kind of goes?
1: Yeah, you could, really can't do much. But, look, right. he was fresh all those years, and he gets hurt his first year in New Orleans with an ankle – doesn't get hurt again for another seven years, eight years. Plays every game. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs>
0: That's how it works. You mentioned Gronk wrote you a letter uh, that you didn't get, but Will Mallory's been on this podcast, and there's a story about, did you meet him when he was a kid, his dad? I think mm-hmm. his dad in the league is in a, his a coach.
1: Dad, his dad was the special teams coach for the Saints. Okay, for the yeah. Saints. So you met him mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. and you remember that. I do. I remember, yeah, Coach Mallory, I remember him bringing his, Yeah i do
0: and then you got to run into i think it was a paradise camp he's getting recruited i think you were coaching you got yep. you got to kind of reconnect and you got a good memory yeah yeah uh, well hey, he was on the pod this yeah well i have i i do my i do my I, don't i didn't this, remember not, that look, no, no no jeremy it's not my memory i actually have to it's it's right here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't take don't I like, give me wow. too much credit
1: um yeah he came in it was a, a paradise camp um yeah he was in he was in younger in high school and um just meeting, you know, meeting him, talking to his dad and stuff. His dad's a Michigan guy, so we figured we're going to lose him to Michigan. But uh, <laughs> glad he came to this UM. Uh, great player, great kid. Uh, he had a ton of the upside. I, I, I knew he was very talented coming into high school and stuff. You know, I, I always wish they would have utilized him a little bit more. You know, I think he's, he's an exceptional player, and he's going to have a you know, bright future in the league for sure.
0: I watched your Hall of Fame speech at UM, and you were really – it seemed like you were really touched like and humbled by that moment. Were <laughs> you?
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was like one o'clock in the morning at that time. <laughs> oh, You were the last I was one the up. Last one up. I was. Oh, no, okay, so you were just tired. I was tired, but I was definitely humbled. Um, you know, coming here, um, I always like I, you asked earlier. I wanted to get an education, and I really didn't think about football. But when the light bulb went off, when I knew I could compete at a high level, uh, the light bulb went off, and I became OCD and, and with it. And in what way? just doing things extra more uh working when you out more, here? Running more yeah just trying to be, be that guy i was always considered not the fastest guy the biggest guy not pushed not the gatorade player of the year kind of you know pushed over in the corner so i always had something to prove you know to myself and to to others so it that worked out the best for me for sure coming in as an underdog like that you know i couldn't imagine being a gatorade prep player of the year and Ninth I mean, grade, can, you know, having that kind of pressure. Yeah, the expectations—you gotta feel that, you know. And it's—I don't. Now it's a huge business where they do all the rivals and stuff. Yeah. So. You got a bunch. Even on the
0: like, if we if we go back and would Jeremy Shock even appear on a rivals list back no, then. No. <laughs> no. no. When did it hit you that hey, you I can compete at this level?
1: Uh, it was. I remember the one play. It was uh, when the when the vets came in and I had to go against Dan Morgan. It was like a seven on seven play. Uh, catch a real deep pass. Reach over and grab it from him and catch it. We both fall down, and he didn't help me up. I got up, <laughs> but he did tell me when I got up, he goes, Man, keep working, you're gonna be good. And that's all you needed. And I didn't, well, I thought about it, and I said, How does he know? You know, he, he just got here, he doesn't know me, and you know, I, I guess he watched tape on all the rookies and stuff. Really? That sounds like something Dan would do. Yeah, we have a bunch of guys like that on the field that really love the game, so. He was a great teammate. He was a warrior to play with, man. Um, Just an amazing player all the way around, you know? Join us at Gulfstream Park this spring with live action Thursday through Sunday. Enjoy entertainment outdoors at the Carousel Club or feast in Ten Palms. Not hungry? Visit our many on-site shopping locations from fashion stores to home furnishings. For schedules, reservations, and tickets, visit GulfstreamPark.com.
0: So I guess, uh, probably not perception, but, you know, I don't think it's any secret. Like, you know, you, who doesn't like to have fun, right? And the time in New York and all that kind of stuff. And the only reason I don't bring it up to talk about that, but you mentioned something about, the, you you touched on this OCD thing about working out. I think I had read something like when you were here, like you would get up at five in the morning. I actually want to dive into that a little bit, like, because I don't think that part gets told as much, <laughs> right, about you. What exactly were you doing?
1: Uh,
0: uh, you talking about which, I don't know which story you're talking about. In- no, just in general, like, that that you would, the amount of work you put in, over and above like waking up early working late like this you 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 kind of self-pronounce your ocd like about once everyone gets like breaks
1: they go back home and they kind of relax or whatever i would go back and i would have high school trainers and gym guys um we would do summer you know we would do summer strength here we'd go back for two weeks and i would do another strength class and and, and, and speed class and stuff so i would go above and beyond i try to to be naturally fast i'm not a naturally fast twitch person um So it took me a long time to work on that. Uh, Weight-wise, I would always, you know, do extras as much as I could. Um, If it's prison workouts, in the hotel room or whatever, you know, just to try to, you know, not an edge or anything. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, when you want something so bad and I knew that I'm going to. Do as I'm gonna try as hard as I can, and if I don't reach that, go okay. But you know, I'm gonna just give it everything I can, and and it worked out, man. It was uh, I saw a difference right away. I quit I quit growing, the growth spurt stopped, and I got muscle and I got bigger and uh, faster and stronger, and it was it was just it was an addiction. Was it to be to be to better? And you look right. yourself in the mirror every day and say, okay, I'm three pounds heavier, and I'm. You know, this much stronger, this much faster, and more and more. It's funny you say that. My,
0: my son's 13 years old, and <laughs> he just started doing some training over the summer. And uh, the trainer was like, he's going to start wanting to come more. And literally, like, after two weeks, he's like, hey, Dad, can we go? See? Dad, yeah. Right? He like, saw the body change a little bit, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, man, he tagged that beautifully. But I guess that's what it's like. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Last couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, the game-winning catch against Florida State. The touchdown against Nebraska or the Super Bowl touchdown with the Saints, what do you get asked about more?
1: Probably the touchdown versus Florida State. That's pretty iconic, especially down here for sure. You know, in New Orleans, obviously the touchdown Right. Orleans, but definitely in this region, uh, the Florida State catch.
0: Okay.
1: I saw a picture with you. You had like six rings
0: on your finger. There's like a I, – I know Super Bowl and championship. I, I couldn't place the other ones.
1: Oh, it was uh, a high school state championship. Okay. The two Super Bowls. Oh, right, you got the Giants one, right? Yeah, the Hall of Fame. It's a nice collection. <laughs> there was one more. Yeah, very cool. Uh, oh, it was the uh, Big East ring. So we, oh, had, right. we Sugar we got, Bowl we, ring. I forgot about the Big East. <laughs> Sugar Bowl ring and then the Rose Bowl ring. That's what it was. Uh, last
0: thing, just for kind of fun, just, yeah, again, I, I try and find unique things where I can. So just going through your Instagram, and you posted a picture from way back. You're hanging out with Kid Rock. So I guess... Was there ever a moment in your life because of what you've accomplished, being Jeremy Shockey, an NFL player, where you're hanging with someone and you're just like, holy, I can't believe this is my life? That was a pretty
1: surreal moment because uh, it happened unexpectedly. But uh, yeah, um, man, backstage at Rolling Stones, that was pretty cool. Being where? Hanging out in Giant Stadium. That's pretty cool. Jimmy Buffett hanging cool. out with him. Jones Beach was pretty cool, and then hanging out with New Orleans. I, I, I I'm a music guy, uh, but yeah, yeah, I love music. And um, I knew a guy when I was playing for the Giants. He would, he was the biggest uh, concert guy, and just give us great tickets, and it'd be fun. But man, I, I don't know I'm going to get back to you on that one. All Kid right. Rock's hard to beat, though. That's a, that was a good one. And how'd, you, and how'd that come to be? I was uh, after the first year. I was with a buddy. He owns a horse ranch in Puerto Rico, and went there and hung out. And Kid Rock was there with Pam Anderson. His girlfriend at the time, and uh, we ran into him at the hotel and just had a good time. That's it. All right. Jeremy Shockey,
0: I appreciate you stopping thank by, you. telling your story. You just got to know, we don't do this all the time. Appreciate it. We don't come into the studio all the time, so. All right. Jimmy, know- if you're
1: out there listening, Jimmy, come on.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look right in that camera. Jimmy Graham, you need to come on the podcast. <laughs> Jeremy, thanks. Welcome.